turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is general trivia. Patty, we're going to start off with you. What's going on? You haven't been on for a couple of weeks here? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, we know it's a seller's market. There has never been a harder time to find a house in history. And it just keeps going. So, for example, 70% of the listings on the market are in contract. So, you know, under 25%, it's a buyer's market 25 to 35 it's a neutral market over 35 percent it's a seller's market so we know it's a seller's market and even like you know in the past eight years it was like 50 percent 70 percent now what what, what's driving that i mean originally last year you know covid was making people kind of move out of small areas and into bigger houses is that still going on that way or um it's it's just people aren't moving some of it was, it's just a lot of reasons, you know, but I, a Prop 19 seems to have no effect whatsoever hmm. to, to stimulate movement. And it might, I mean, but we're still in the pandemic. So people are still not wanting to move during the pandemic, but yeah. they're also just not wanting to move. You know, they got, they're putting money into their house. So if you're a remodeler or selling, yeah. you know, dishwashers or kitchen sinks you're going to make some money so i guess maybe uncertain times will kind of make people sort of plant their feet won't they yes but at the same time there's there's a lot of buyers out there so there's just more buyers than sellers um yeah simple economics yeah what's going to make people or compel people to move um you know because is this like a a more permanent thing where people are just going to be less inclined to move and just put more, you know, they have equity in their home. Maybe they're just going to pull a little equity out. Well, part of it's refinancing, maybe pulling money out because money's so cheap right now, refinancing and just improving their home versus going and finding something because they're scared about not being able to find something. Yeah, that's exactly a lot of what it is. And at the same time, and, and there was a news, the study, I think something like 64% of, of uh, people don't want to go back to their office. They like working from home. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
um, it, it's just people just buyers are here. Like mm-hmm. they talk about the exodus from California. Um, net, net, the Bay Area is a no growth place, especially Marin County. Mm-hmm. So if people are not moving and buyers are coming here or leaving this city, um, it's it's bonkos. It's bananas what's happening out there. Um, like, for example, year over year, last year was a really, really strong market. But first quarter, first quarter, year over year in Marin County, um, the median price is up 19 percent. Wow. And that was, wow. you know, taking a ride already. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, the volume, the dollar volume that we did so like not the number of sales but the dollar volume yeah. is up 52 percent wow so there's more sales but get this the real like niche that that is happening is in the luxury market it's up 141 percent from the wow. first quarter of last year what do you consider a luxury luxury market what what price i think I, I have to go back and look at that but i think it's three million okay three million wow so maybe in the next segment, I'll, I'll go into a little bit. Well, actually, now, if you don't mind, I'll, uh, I can echo some of that in comparing Q1 to Q1 for us. You know, our unit volume was up 60% over Q1 of last year. But our dollar volume, and this kind of goes to what you're saying, was up 90%. Right. Because um, the, the bridge loans that we're doing are, are high-end you know, high-end properties. Um, we've had a number of bridge loans, anywhere from three to $5 million coming in. And um, that's been, you know, that's been a hot market. So, so the, if the average was a million dollar loan, you're saying that the average now is a million nine. Yeah. yeah. Right. At least for Q1, it was for us. Yeah. And we had just a few, you know, and, and half of our business for us was bridge loans. Yeah. So it's just um, people trying to, you know, get into that next home. And um, we're seeing so much activity in that space, but it is the higher end, you know, luxury market. Yeah. We're seeing a ton of activity. And what I've noticed, I don't know the exact percentage, but at least two thirds of the people that win the deal. So what actually closes are zero contingencies. So they might be getting a conventional loan, but they have removed that as a contingency. So that's Mm -hmm. why you're seeing the bridge loans because that's what it takes you know, and then, oh, yeah. and then in I mean, terms of people go, well, don't you, aren't they getting inspections? They're not because we come fully prepared with inspections done already before it goes on the market. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I, I was refinancing my first mortgage. It took me three months just wow. to refinance three months. Wow. It just closed. Yeah. All right. We're going to cut to our first commercial break. Uh, again, we're talking just general uh, trivia here. What was the name of Rocky Balboa's dog? Oh, God. In, in the Rocky movies. All right. Uh, that's our trivia question. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Our number is 888-912-1190. Uh, again, here's the trivia question. Number one, what is the, was the name of Rocky Balboa's dog in the, movie, in the Rocky movies? All right. Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. 
Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. First trivia question, what was the name of Rocky Balboa's dog? You'll tell me and I'll go, oh my gosh, I forgot. Hey, yo, Butkus. Butkus. Butkus, remember that? Butkus. Hey, want to make, make a quick mention here for uh, the McCaffrey Bed and Breakfast. Uh, so if you're looking for a romantic getaway near Yosemite, McCaffrey House Bed and Breakfast is just the place. Enchanting Mountain Lodge nestled in the quiet forest hollow of the High Sierra in Twainheart. Included in your stay is a full hot breakfast as well as the happy hour each evening where wine is served. To make a reservation, go to McCaffreyHouse.com. All right. Uh, Nam, why don't you continue on? You wanted to ask Patty a question? Yeah. So um, I get your Compass reports uh, every month, and I was looking through some of the stats, uh, many of which you had mentioned already. But, you know, you talk about low inventory. In March uh, of this year, the inventory was like a little over 200 properties that were, I guess, were listed, right? Um, Active listings on market. uh, Looks like it was probably around 230 or so. But, you know, compare that to to June of uh, 2019, where it's about 600. um, That was probably closer to a buyer's market. I mean, if for, for Marin County, that still seems pretty low, but 200 right now. And if 70% of those have, have offers on them or are in contract, yeah, that's 60 homes. I know. And then, you, you know, it's not probably too much longer before. Those. Well, I don't think they're, they're counting the pendings in that, but still that's right. not a lot of homes. No, it's a huge County. That's all price ranges. That's everything. Yeah. So, I mean, 200 homes across the, you know, how many cities are there in, in Marin? 13. Yeah. 13. That's, that's a really low number. Very. That's, that's basically, you know, no movement. No. Relatively no, no. So, so as a realtor, I mean, you know, how are you doing in this? Um, you know, with so low inventory, how are you trying to? Oh, it's the best. This is the, I love this market. I thrive in this market because I deal with mostly sellers. Yeah. But I did, like, I did four buyers this year already. And the average agent in Marin sells three, almost three houses in the entire year. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't say I don't really deal with buyers because I've done four. I mean, yeah. here's a buyer example. Somebody, uh, he, was a referral back in December. And I just thought, you know, I don't know if I can put this together. So I didn't really like follow up as much as I used to called Mm -hmm. him out of the blue last Wednesday. And he said, you know, we've changed. We can now go up to 2 million too. Two bedroom is fine. We don't need a garage. (laughs) And and, yeah. And we don't have to be, this was the key that I was like, okay, you're realistic. And we don't have to be in the flats. We could be way up in the hills. I was like, and at our price range is now two two. It used to be like one five. I went okay. So the very next day, something came out, and then a lot of it is like if you're working with a realtor, you got to work with a realtor that is really like in the networking groups with the, which are the top agents, or else yeah. you're just lost. So yeah. someone in the networking groups described that exact thing, <laughs> and it was listed for one five nine nine in Mill Valley. We brought in an offer. It just quick got in there. No other offers, but but actually looked like there was going to be another one. Anyway, still zero contingencies, way, way over asking is wow. what we're doing. I'm not allowed to say anything else about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're getting a loan, but yeah. it's just not contingent. Wow. So that's the kind of stuff that's happening. 
But, but other than that, if you like people, the agents are really, really, really burned out if you're working with a lot of buyers. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's hard well, let, let me ask you, an email comes in for you. It says, I'm concerned that interest rates are starting to climb. What advice are you giving people regarding either buying or selling real estate? Well, it's a good question because there's lots of, like one of the most um, searched questions a couple of weeks ago was, is this the bubble? Have have our prices peaking along that line, and I don't think it is because first of all, we're headed. Economists will tell you like we're headed toward inflation, right? Interest rates are yeah, interest rates are still really low. Like you know, a couple weeks ago was the first time since February that they they declined again. Um, So they're not that concerned about inflation. and then at the same time, so we've got low interest rates, we've got inflation, which means prices on real estate go up too. Yeah. And, and we still haven't, we still haven't, uh, we're still not at like 10% affordability, which is really when things get scary. Like it might be great conditions, but if you can't afford it. But so we're still not there. And at this moment, we're not close to a bubble because pe- there's still much, so much pent up demand. Now, will we ride this? Some people are saying, oh, you're not, you know, it's going to be over in the summer. I think we're going to for sure ride it at least another through the first quarter of next year. But I mean, who knows after that? Because the other side of it is there's been, you know, since 2012, that's almost 10 years, the longest ever of, of, um, of, um, you know, rising prices, yeah. you know, since we came out of that great recession, but, um, you know, and here's something else. People are talking about the roaring twenties in general, in mm-hmm. our culture. So think about what happened uh, literally a hundred years ago in the twenties mm-hmm. was <clears throat> right after the pandemic or whatever that, you know, the Spanish flu, Spanish flu yeah. the roaring twenties, people just let loose, like who let the dogs out? Yeah. Everything was just, you know, up. So, yeah. Also, if you want to know how we're going to, how we're doing, look at China's economy because they were the first to, this is from the Wall Street Journal, China's economy, which entered and exited COVID-19 lockdowns first in 2020, surged 18.3% in the first quarter from a year earlier. A record growth rate ref- that reflected the recovery from a deep coronavirus included tro in 2020. Anyone doubt what's coming our way economically? Brace yourself for the roaring, the roar of the roaring 20s in the second quarter in the U.S. And mm-hmm. we're here. Yeah. And then also, I mean, the roaring 20s is, is like I'm talking about economically, but I think that we're not there yet, but I think like in the next year, like people are going to be happier and they're going to go out and they're going to, sure. it's the roaring twenties. It's cycles like anything else. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> we, hopefully we won't have a 29 crash because, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. But that well, was, that was mostly because the, you were able to buy stocks instead of 50% with margin, you could have bought 90%. You only had to put 10% down. So when those wow. margin calls came in, it was sort of like what happened to, uh, uh, what, what was that game stock where the right. short sellers right. just kind of get, get smoked and uh, you know, the more buying, the more buying, the more buying, it just kept going up, up and up. Kinda that's kinda a really good point. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And well, that's anyway, that's eight years from now. Anyway, if you look at this, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make sure that we sell just in, in, uh, yeah, in time. Exactly. All right. Yeah. If you guys, when we come back from a break, we have an email that comes in from Nam talking about foreclosures. We'll ask about that. All right, so here's our second trivia question. Just coincidentally, it also happens to be a Rocky question. 
I figured, you know, how many were there? Six Rocky movies? You got to figure you got to get, you know, some Rocky movies in there. Questions. All right. Here's a question. What were the names of the two turtles that Rocky owned? And I think mostly it was in the first one that you, you heard the names. I don't know if you ever heard them after that. But in the first mm-hmm. movie, in the first one, you heard them. But what were the names of the two turtles in the little, not aquarium, whatever they have? <laughs> it's a rare fishbowl. Little fishbowl thing that uh, Rocky owned. All right, uh, email Edward, or no, you actually call us, 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answers and win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mom Fawn of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohn of Compass Realty. Second trivia question, what were the names of the two turtles in the movie Rocky? Don't know. Cuff and Link. Oh, funny. <laughs> you don't remember that, huh? Okay. Not. Uh, no, I'm you wanted to mention about how uh, things are kind of uh, changing a little bit out there, getting together. Yeah. So in that last segment, you know, Patty, you were talking about kind of the roaring twenties again, and and that over the next you know year or several quarters, you're going to see people just just happy, happy to get out again. And uh, I can say that I can echo that. Um, that's happening now. We were at Mark and I were at an event last. Um, last week down in uh, Newport beach. And it's, it's a, an event that's held every year. It's a Jirasi innovate. Uh, one of the major law firms in our space holds an event. And this time last year we went and it was the last one before everything shut down. That was the last event I went to. And this is not the first event I went to actually, I went to one in Aspen a few weeks prior, Oh yeah. but I can tell you so, you know, I, so many of our peers in the industry were there. It was sold out. It was, a small crowd to begin with. It was about 200 people, mm, but it was sold yeah. out. And, and um, everyone was, was there hugging, you know, shaking hands at a minimum. People were wearing masks though. Not as many as I was uh, hoping for. <laughs> so <laughs> on them. We were actually the mask sponsor. So we have a mask. Oh, is that right? Logo oh, nice. And everyone picked one up, but then like people, you know, let their guard down. But a lot of people said they had gotten, vac- had gotten vaccinated too. Have you so gotten vaccinated? You guys? Had, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting, especially after hearing about uh, Johnson and Johnson. And, you yeah. know, I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see if uh, Nam grows a third eye and then <laughs> <laughs> we'll decide. <laughs> my eyes, can you see my eye color? I can see, I can see your eyes. Yeah. They turned brown. They were blue. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not anti-vaccine, but, uh, you know, I think I actually had COVID back January 2020 and, and then the thing is, you know, they're saying that even if you get vaccinated, you're still going to have to get shots periodically, almost like the flu shot type thing. Yeah. And it's funny because the only time I took a flu shot years ago, I got really sick with the flu. Damn. Never took the flu really? shot again. Hardly ever got the flu. Damn. Interesting. Just kind of one of those, uh, you know, maybe I got a strong constitution. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, so people are happy to be getting out and can't wait to, to do events. And we, um, there was another event this week in Miami, uh, now Florida. I don't think they ever really shut down, but yeah. they were over 
subscribe too. And at the, that event, I think there were 400 people. Wow. But usually, you know, but there might be 200 or 300. So people are clamoring to get back out. And um, it was really nice to, to see people in person versus over Zoom, which kind of got burned out on. Maybe we actually will do a radio show again soon in person. Um, yeah back at your office, Edward. So anyway, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's, uh, it's been a long slog, uh, working remotely, but, um, I agree with you, what you're saying, Patty, I think a lot of people will continue to try and work from home. Yeah. If they can, if the employers will let them. Um, yeah. no, my question comes in and says, how often do you have to file a foreclosure? You know, you have to give a little background. Sure. Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, we're Pacific private money and, we are uh, lenders to borrowers on primary, you know, primarily residential real estate, although we do <clears throat> other types of real estate as well, whether it's some commercial or construction uh, or fix and flip. But we make loans to um, various borrowers who have different needs. And, um, you know, these borrowers are, are coming to us either for speed. Sometimes they can't get, they can't get bank financing um, for various reasons. But at the end of the day, you know, we have the same uh, challenges that banks do, which is, you know, the borrowers, uh, some borrowers fall behind and um, can't make the payments on time or they keep missing payments or you have borrowers that are chronically, um, you know, delinquent. And when it gets to the point where we just don't feel that this borrower is going to, a borrower is going to catch up, then you have to file a notice of default. And, um, you know, you have different timeframes, depending on whether that borrower is, you know, is living in the property or it's an investment property. But uh, nevertheless, if we have to file a notice of default, um, that can lead to a foreclosure where we're taking possession of the property. Or that could be, you know, a little bit of a kick in the pants for the borrowers to, to really bring their loan current. So, um, but out of that percentage of notices that we file inevitably there are some that um, we actually have to foreclose on and you know in the 13 plus year history of Pacific private money we funded you know well over 800 maybe 850 loans at this point um, we've had to file notice maybe three dozen times uh, or so we've actually foreclosed probably about half you know over on half of that 15 or so, 18 or so uh, properties where we have actually had to foreclose, take the property back. Um, and, you know, what we do at that point is if it's one that's in our fund, you know, we will do the rehab work and then list it, and sell it. If it's one held by our trustee investors, you know, some of them have taken the property back and just um, used it as rental properties. But in all of those cases, we've actually never lost any uh, principal. So, yeah, so it's an unfortunate, uh, you know, side of uh, part of our doing, doing business. We never want to take a property back from borrower, but, you know, if we have to, we have to. So. Good. How do people get a hold of you? They can give us a call at uh, 415-883-2150, or they can go to our website, uh, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And um, if, they're, if you're an investor looking to invest, uh, now that things are opening up, people are wanting to meet us at our office again. Or, you know, hopefully towards the end of this year, we'll, we'll do our road shows again. Edward, I actually kind of missed that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, so, but uh, yeah, so 
Yeah, to, to learn more about uh, Pacific Pipe Money, give us a call 415-883-2150 or go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right, and uh, Patty, you know what? We, we forgot to ask for your information. Oh, yeah. For your trivia, your uh, uh, email question. Give out your information, would you? Yeah. Well, I'm a real estate broker in Marin County for 32 years. My name is Patty Cohn, and I can be reached at Patty, P-A-T-T-A-I dot Cohn, C-O-H-N, at compass.com. Feel free to email, text, call, call at 415-722-4842. And I cover all of the Bay Area, mostly Marin County. And if you have, if you're interested in these rich data reports specific to each of the nine Bay Area counties, I'm happy to provide it for you at no no charge. So Thank you, Madeira. We're going to cut to our third trivia question here. In the movie Logan's Run, society maintains its resources by killing everyone who reaches what age? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, here's the question. In the movie Logan's Run, society maintains its resources by killing everyone who reaches what age? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown, Nam Fon, and Patty Cohen right here. Uh, in the movie Logan's Run, society maintains its resources by killing everyone who reaches what age? Edward, how old are you right now? Yeah, about uh, 120. No. <laughs> good answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it like 35 or something like that? Close, 30. 30. Jeez. 30. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I'm going 30. That's just children. Children are 30. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is um, not to get too far afield here, but, you know, whenever they shows come up, they always reflect society at the time. And mm. so you're wondering at that time, were they feeling like, you know, we're still- too many people on social security. We got to, you know, <laughs> get a- <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that, that was out the same time that soil and green was out where they were turning people into food. Do you remember that? That was Charlton Heston. And I don't remember that one. Yeah, they went around and, and scooped up people off the streets and then turned them into Soylent Green, <laughs> like a power, which is like a power bar. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're into those strange movies there. No, I just like movies from the 70s and 80s. So, um, Nam, you want to ask Patty a couple more questions about Yeah, going percent. back to this market because it's just insane. Um, you know, we're, we're busier than ever. Um, we're able to help borrowers in certain situations with our bridge loan. But, you know, I have to, with such limited inventory, and if you're competing against 20 offers, you know, and some of these listings, I imagine, aren't even listed on the MLS. Some so, of it, there's a lot more off market, yes. Yeah, a lot more off market. There's apps for that now. So, I mean, if, if you're, if I'm a borrower and I'm trying to find the best edge I can, I want to get into, I want to ex- be able to see more than what's on the MLS. Um, but not every agent is, is really connected like yeah. you are, yeah. or most, you know, the top agents usually know what's going on in the market. 
Yeah. So it seems like in a market like this, if I'm a buyer, I would gra- I would gravitate towards towards the more experienced agents. Yeah. Who've been in the business a long time. Who I mean, I hate to 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 say that for new agents that it's harder to succeed in this market right now. Right. But I have to say, if you're a buyer, you you're gonna sort of have to align yourself with people who have the greatest connections. Right. Is that, is that and I like your word align too, mm-hmm. because agents will be as loyal as the buyer is loyal. Mm-hmm. A lot of buyers are just like, they're just going working with anybody that will have them. And you know, it, it takes a lot to yeah. really, and, and there's no shortage of buyers. So, you know, I'm going to work with somebody that is totally loyal to me. I mean, if, if five people want the same thing, I'm going to go with whoever's most loyal, whoever's most motivated, whoever's most whatever. So there's that. But like back to the question of like, what do you do with a buyer to differentiate yourself? So yeah, number one, pick the right agent and be loyal to that agent. Um, But also, you know, everybody's, everybody writes that beautiful love letter, how much they like the house. you know, there's like all the tricks aren't there, but like, what I do as much as possibly can is I will write a preemptive offer. Even if they're looking at offers on, you know, Tuesday, I'm writing one on Saturday. They can at least say no. I mean, but the, the problem with that is, you know, so, and make it so high that the seller is willing to take their property essentially off the market from all those other buyers and, and just see if it works. Problem yeah. is if it doesn't work, then you've already shown your hand and, all those other buyers kind of, they don't know, but yeah. you've shown your hand. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the best thing you can do is come in with the highest price. And the best thing you can do, like it used to be that that rare buyer that had zero contingencies. Yeah. Now, I think like two thirds of properties end up selling that way. Wow. And, you know, they might still get a loan, but it's zero contingencies. I mean, you if you put in that preemptive offer and it's really high, I mean, you got to kind of make sure that your buyer is willing to pay that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the buyer, of okay. course, you know, yeah. wants to do it. But, you know, at the same time, like what? The, sometimes not everything goes with multiple offers. So the seller kind yeah. of risks like, well, maybe I'm going to sit here on Tuesday with nobody. And that buyer with the preemptive offer is going to lower their price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's a good point. But those days are kind of over. Like I used to do a lot of preemptive offers but on my listings. And now we're just waiting just get it all lined up and go. So price is everything. There's yeah. still like wonderful people that grew up in the area or grew up in the house and they want to sell it only to somebody that's not going to rent it. That's not going to tear it down. That's going to keep the character. That's a sweet couple. That's going to raise their family there. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as my brother says, blood is thicker than water, but cash tops them all. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Like, so it's a nice sentiment, but it only goes so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had uh, the Wells Fargo chief global economist on like a month ago. Yeah. And he was talking about the next two quarters just being, you know, just being vibrant. Um, wow. So I think through this year, we're just going to see that. And then, you know, what you're saying, what happens next year? I mean, housing, there's still such an undersupply of housing. So... I can't imagine that um, that you know that's that's not going to go away. Um, I wonder if the commercial space, if some of you know, if this, there's permanence in the work from home, that some commercial space gets converted to housing, uh, or or you know, just multi 
purpose, uh, multi-use mm-hmm. communities. So, I mean, it's already kind of wonder what's going to happen with the the parking in communities and yeah. everything's changing. But retail yeah. and commercial, like that train left the station. People's habits have changed, and they're not going yeah. back. Yeah, didn't the, the Fireman's Fund building in uh, Novato get? Isn't that getting in, converted into housing? Yeah, yeah, it got that's sold. A big property. Boy, that's been yeah. Seems like maybe over six months now, but um, yeah. supposedly that that's going to be a combination. Combination, okay. yeah. So yeah, well, be, yeah. I mean, you think the supply demand. I mean, supply's not there, and demand's there, and the costs of lumber and everything is just really, really high. Yeah. So you're not going to have a lot of new building construction unless they keep the costs reasonable. I mean, it's all. You know, especially with, uh, you know, extra fees that they're going to charge at the city and, you know, those permit fees. I mean, it all kind of comes down to, you know, you got to allow a developer to make some kind of profit. Yeah. You know, real quick, I was at an event, like I was saying, um, last week, and one of the lenders there was was a builder. You know, they lend to builders. and, And so a lot of these builders are turning to alternative materials um to build so um they're saying something like the cost of you know steel is is you know is almost on par with with wood or or at the what's at the price point now where steel is a viable option for framing so that's just you know and i'm sure they're going to come up with other materials composite or whatever yeah to hopefully um make building more affordable i mean and then with all the fire situation steel would be a lot more desirable yeah yeah i'm not sure about how insulation would work but go ahead right and that's materials labor again the fire situation how busy everybody is just you know they give you these numbers if it's throw it make it so high and if it sticks then yeah yeah exactly all right we don't have a trivia question um but when we come back, we are going to have some uh, closing thoughts. We've got just a few minutes left. Uh, let's see. We've got about 15 seconds. What are we going to talk about in the next segment to kind of tease the audience? 15 seconds. 15 seconds before we have to cut to the break. Oh, oh. closing arguments? Oh, yeah. Just um, <laughs> maybe if people want to invest, uh, how they can uh, invest in all the Okay. okay. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Okay. Stay yep. with us. Professor Investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fauna, Pacific Private Money, and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Uh, Nam, how do people get a hold of you about uh, for investing in your funds? Yeah, so uh, Pacific Private Money, we offer several different funds for investors who want to um, be able to participate in in uh, earning on the loans that we make um, to borrowers. Where, you know, if we're lending to borrowers at somewhere in the eight percent range, then our investors can earn you know, anywhere in the low sevens to on up, depending on the fund, which fund they're interested in. But if they want to learn more, they can give us a call at 415-883-2150 or go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And I'm hopeful we'll get on the road and do road shows later this year. So 
hatred okay. for those. Looking forward to it. Yep. And uh, Patty, how do people get a hold of you? Oh, I am a real estate broker in Marin County, Patty Cohn, with Compass for 32 years. And I am at um, 415-722-4842. Also email patty, P-A-T-T-I, dot Cohn, C-O-H-N, at compass.com. Did, did you start uh, in real estate when you were like 12 years old? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That would be it. <laughs> and uh, also, you know what? Uh, the uh, Pacific Southwest Note Fund is going through a change. Uh, it's going to be the low. The yield is going to go down starting uh, June 1st to a uh, straight 7.5%. It was just getting a little bit too convoluted trying to figure out the profits. And even though investors were earning between 9 to 12, uh, it was just costing a little too much to run the fund. So uh, unfortunately, that's going to have to get lowered. But the seven and a half percent fixed is not a bad return. Um, so you yeah, know, that's still a really healthy return. Yeah, especially since uh, there's been no defaults in that uh, on those loans, and they've been uh, paying like clockwork, and the loan value stays under fifty percent. So, you know, and I'll tell you, I you know at these events we go to, obviously we talk to in lenders who have funds in other in other markets uh, outside of California and in state, and you know a lot of them are paying in the sixes. So yeah. uh, a lot of them are starting out. One fund is just starting out and they're paying their preface six. So they see the yield pressure yeah. in the marketplace because all, all lending is such an attractive space to invest in now. It's, you know, has Wall Street money coming into it. Yeah. You can't have a situation where the manager can't make enough money to keep things, keep the lights on. No. And, and, you know, like yeah, six percent is is a really healthy return. So in today's market, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, um, and um, also one of the kind of the neat things about the uh, Southwest Fund is similar to your Freedom to, to the Freedom Fund is uh, that even though there's a twelve month lockup, uh, there is no penalty for early withdrawal. So it's effectively um, no lockup period. So that's you great. Can get, you can get your money out at any time. Just give uh, thirty days notice. Which is wow, not a nice. bad uh, and uh, no no commissions, no fees to get in, no fee to get out. So it's a no load fund, as are all of the other Pacific uh, private money funds. Um, in fact, uh, your Freedom Fund is uh, paying a straight seven percent. That's yeah. uh, going to get lowered also to six. To yeah. Six. yeah, and you know it's part of its competitive forces in the marketplace, but yeah. part of it is, you know, it's it's. The high liquidity uh, for us, um, you know, because we're selling loans out of the fund every month um, means that investors can get their funds back. And and for that, um, we feel that six is a very fair rate to pay. Um, and that's starting uh, May 1st. For existing investors, they continue to earn seven. But uh, new, new accounts, it would be six. All right. Um, and all of the funds that you mentioned, same number to call, 415-883-2150. Or go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Very good. All right. Thank you both. We're going to cut to our thoughts for the day. What's the fastest liquid on earth? Milk. It's pasteurized before you can even see it. Is that good? And uh, this is actually thoughts about milk for the day. Um, And I don't buy uh, fat-free milk because I don't want to contribute to cows having body issues. All right. All right. Do you like that? Okay. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We'll be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best. 
of investing. So All right. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.